Welcome to the Half Yard Line. I'm Tim. I am Luke. And welcome to another in our off-season series, following up on the first leg of free agency. Today, taking you through what is probably the worst division in football. So our apologies ahead of time for the lack of quality that you'll see on the football field from these teams. Appropriate for the region that we're covering, Swampy is how I would describe the NFC South. Yeah, I think that's probably right. Not a good team um, to be had. They weren't good last year. Uh, The Bucs are demonstrably worse. We'll see if any of the other teams could get any better. Uh, But before we do that, if you would, please pause the pod. Pause it right now. Just hit the pause button. Walk on over to your favorite podcasting app of choice. Hit that rate, review, like, subscribe button. would really help us out on the algorithms. If you like what you hear, uh, write us a little review. Say, I like what I hear. doesn't have to be detailed, but uh, English words are really helpful. Um, five-star ratings are great. We absolutely love those. Such detail in your review there, Tim. I really, I really appreciated how much you put into that. Hey, I don't, you know, we don't want to, we don't ask for too much. It's, it's a little bit like LinkedIn, right? Everybody's on LinkedIn and somebody says, if, if they want to recommend you for something, that's great. But if they'll go type a couple of words in that review line, makes people feel better. So please do check us out. Like, subscribe, rate, review on your favorite podcast app. Follow us on the socials at Half Yard Line Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Shoot us an email at halfyardlinepod at gmail.com. We'd love to interact with the fandom. Uh, in that way we are not on linkedin it's worth saying which is in case people thought (laughs) what you just said i'd be happy to to put us on linkedin Uh, if that would uh, be useful we could could have a linkedin uh, profile surely can you can companies have them or you just Uh, humans let's let's not find out how does uh, non-social media experts tim and luke will probably not find out whether or not we can have a presence on linkedin but do check us out on twitter and instagram where we do have a presence so diving in to the NFC South, I'm going to start with what I will arbitrarily refer to as the bottom of the division. Um, <laughs> pick, based pick on one. yeah, based on last year's results, uh, and say the Atlanta Falcons, uh, whose Marcus Mariota uh, experiment did not play out for them last year, um, a little more active, frankly, in the free agency than I would have expected. Let me run through a couple of deals here. Signing four contracts at $20 million or greater. Jesse Bates, the third safety out of Cincinnati, four years, $64 million. David, I don't know how you pronounce his last name. He's Canadian. Yeah, there you go. That one. Well, of course he is. Uh, Defensive tackle out of division rival New Orleans, signing for a three-year $35 million deal, re-signing Caleb McGarry at their right tackle spot, A, a very rare Bright spot for their team last year. Three years, $34 million. And then Caden Ellis, outside linebacker, also from division rival New Orleans. So plundering the Saints for some talent. Also picked up my favorite quarterback in the NFL, Taylor Bud Leidecke from the Commanders. Um, You know, this is a team making some moves early in free agency. I don't frankly know that it's made them all that much better. Certainly picked up some talent. They didn't have any talent before. I guess having talent versus not having talent is better is it enough to make a football team i don't know luke where where do you see them after a bit of a spending spree here at the beginning of free agency i absolutely loved how they began this free agency period the atlanta falcons and not because of the players they signed but just because it brought me back to an earlier time the word was out on the street about legal tampering was open and players were making deals and we were hearing about big bunny big money going to the tackles and the big you know bunny. the defensive ends and all that stuff right you think about free agency, it's all about splash, 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 splash. 
the big announcements that the Falcons made to start the free agency, free agency period were at the following positions. Safety, punter, guard, yep. and fullback. And I thought, I am in 2004, and I'm loving it. I thought, if you're a Falcons <laughs> fan, you're going, our team couldn't, run the, couldn't, couldn't throw the ball worth a damn a year ago. We are not that exciting. And our major acquisitions in the first wave of free agency were at those positions you think, are we are we boring? Are we going to be boring? It just really made me laugh because all these other teams are getting up in arms about their fun players. And I thought, you're, you've are you re-signed a fullback. I, good for you. Like I, I absolutely love that. Um, the guard I mentioned wasn't in your list, but Chris, Chris Lindstrom was a re-signing on an extension, which was the big guard contract that they dished out to him for five years he was going into the final year so he wasn't quite uh, available yet just yeah he to, wasn't a free agent just to tick yeah, and tie the right. admin the acquisition of Jonu smith another ex-titan on this team who they picked okay. up for a seventh round pick from the patriots i know you have thoughts on this we're, we're, some were aired on the patriots uh discussion we had on the afc east podcast so I encourage people to check yeah, that out check that please. one out but in case you missed it this has got to be the signing of the offseason that will burn in the back of my brain all year long because the new england patriots always do this they 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 don't make a lot of bad contracts but when they do they find some idiot to take them and everybody's got this (laughs) fantasy owner in their league who it doesn't matter what he's got he can find that idiot owner who will take that deal off their plate johnny smith 10 million dollars this year to play tight end next to Kyle. They already have. How much they're paying Kyle Pitts this year? Not $10 million. Jonu Smith is the highest paid tight end on the Atlanta Falcons. I I have no words. I like Jonu. They have. Okay. But that's because I'm biased. But to your point, it was not a very good contract. And the worst thing about it, if you're a Patriots hater as yourself, is that they then went and used the money to sign Mike Gesicki, who is empirically a better pass-catching tight end than Johnny Smith is. So Why did for, the Falcons not money? just go get Mike Gesicki? Very different I mean, here's profiles, the thing. Tim, but yes, I, many, I hear your point. Do you know how many tight ends they have in their roster right now? They've probably got about six, because Arthur Smith loves tight ends. They, they have six. And, I think they all play for the tight ends, apart five, from Kyle Pitts. Johnny Smith, Kyle Pitts, Parker Hesse, John Fitzpatrick, Tucker oh, Fisk, and John Rainey. Can I just point out that they had two other free agents, Anthony Ferkser and Michael Pruitt, both of whom are Titans, both of whom also used to play for the Titans, and that's what I was thinking of because this team the is literally just thing, loaded with ex-Titans. The only thing I can think, all right, fine, you signed Johnny Smith, is based on watching their use of Kyle Pitts last year, they don't plan to throw to him anyway. So, you know, who cares? Yeah. I mean, they, they don't have a lot of pass catching options in this team they brought in matt collins who was a jonas gray memorial player of the week for those who remember last season on a one-year 2.5 million dollar deal obviously calvin ridley is no longer on this team drake london showed some promise but they haven't really added much in the pass catching department desmond ridder looks like he's going to be the starter maybe heineke starts a few games but it's a pretty quiet uh receiver and tight end room from a purely pass catching standpoint this was a team that came into the offseason with a ton of money to spend i think they were second most after the bears spent most of it in the positions we already discussed the defensive side of the ball listen before we move off the offense i do like bringing back the offensive line this is a team that ran the ball exceptionally well a year ago keep that together i think that's a smart thing to do but on defense you mentioned on you mentioned bates and ellis all very good players who they've brought in from other teams brought back lorenzo carter who gave them some sack production a year ago so i like what they've done on the defensive side of the ball um 
Dean P is no longer with this team. He's retired again, again, again. So he's no longer there. But I do like what they brought in on defense. So listen, they're going to be very much in the mold of Arthur Smith, which it seems to be in the mold of Mike Vrabel, which is run the ball, control the clock, play very good defense and see how far that takes you. So we'll see how they go. Uh, a team that I thought you were going to say is the worst in the division was the Panthers, Tim, who we'll move on to now. Now proud owners of the number bad. one overall pick for which they gave up uh, Earth and DJ Moore. They have added a few pieces, many of whom people will know, especially on offense. Andy Dalton, Miles Sanders, Adam Thielen, Hayden Hurst, all very familiar names. And another ex-Bengals safety in Von Bell has come in on the defensive side of the ball. Very good player, like like Von Bell a lot. Um Thoughts on the Panthers, Tim? I mean, this offseason really is less about free agency. It's more about who are we taking number one, and that's going to dictate the future of this team. But as far as the free agency period goes, some notable additions. I'm not sure how much the needle will move as a result of adding these guys necessarily versus what it was a year ago. Another team that loved to run the football. We'll see what the philosophy is under Frank Reich going into his first year in the hot seat in Charlotte. Yeah, here's what I'm going to say, Luke, Uh, and I hate it. Because I really – Carolina, downtrodden franchise, if you ask me, um, you know, never had back-to-back winning seasons in Carolina in their existence, um, which is shocking to me that a team can yep. go this long without having back-to-back winning seasons. Especially a team that's played um, in two Super Bowls. Yeah. I loved the DJ Moore trade for Chicago. And it's very difficult to love a t- trade for both teams in the trade. Um, and as I look at this trade, to take DJ Moore and some, some, a lot of draft capital and turn it into your first pick for the rookie quarterback and Adam Thielen, um, effectively given some of the free agent dollars they use the cap savings from DJ Moore to pick up. Adam Thielen, a big fan. Um, you know, he obviously has had a great career in Minnesota. There were questions when Diggs and Thielen were on the same team for a while, who the one was after all. Um, ultimately, you know, when Minnesota had an option, they traded Diggs and kept Thielen. I was going to say, it so, turned out it was neither know. of them. It was Justin Jefferson in the end, <laughs> as it turned out. Well, in the, as it turned out. Um, but, but, you know, good player, but he's 32 years old. Three-year deal uh, as well. Obviously, you, you needed to fill the hole that DJ Moore had left. And – of the the people who were out there, you know, this was a good good option at some level. But I have to think that ultimately they're building this team wrong. And this is what bad teams do. And so I'm going to go through the list of positions that they've solidified in free agency uh, or, or I would say solidified, uh, uh, approached in free agency. Wide receiver, running back. Strong safety, tight end, quarterback, running back. These are not the positions you fix a football team with. Certainly quarterback, but they're going to take that in the draft. All right. The quarterback they brought in was Andy Dalton, clearly to be the backup. You need to solidify your offensive line. You solidify your defensive line. You just solidify the linebacking core. Like These are the things that bad teams need to get good at first. They're going to bring in a rookie quarterback behind the sieve of an offensive line. He is going to get annihilated, never have a chance to learn the offense. Andy Dalton is 152 years old and ineffective. You know, anytime you can bring in your back a quarterback from a division rival, you're not the guy you want. Okay. So I'm just looking across the positions they've addressed. What we defined as their needs in the offseason preview podcast. If you haven't checked that out, please do. 
And they're selling tickets with these guys, right? They're big names. They're spending money. They're they're going out there and trying to get better. But there's not a position player in the world who can save your team if you can't protect the quarterback or get after the opponents. It's just not going to work. And so that's where I'm at on the Panthers. I, you know, it's, it's sad. I really want them to do well. They went and signed a bunch of big-name talent. But I don't think it's going to be enough to get them over the hump until they address the trenches. Yeah, I, I probably take a more charitable view of the Panthers than you do, Tim. Um, when I look across this incoming class, I agree. It's a lot of filling gaps that you created by letting guys go. You know, you lost Deontay Foreman, you bring in Miles Sanders, fine. You lost Sam Darnold and you bring in Andy Dalton, fine. The obvious one is you get rid of wide receiver one, which a young quarterback would love to have and replace him with a not wide receiver one at this point in his career in Adam Thielen. I do like the Hurst signing. You know, give him a safety blanket, give him someone who can get open, catch the ball. That's obviously the Thielen role as well, right? Just get open. Give him somewhere to go with the football. What they're going to be hoping to do is if you look across the last two years, or maybe three, the guys that they already had stepping up into some of the roles that you mentioned, right? So going about guys like Jeremy Chin, JC Horn, Brian Burns, obviously as a star, Frankie Louvu had a great year last year, and Iki Aquanu, who they took high last year. The, the hope will be all of those guys step up into those positions. We don't spend the free agency money there. We use all of our capital to move up and plug the QB in. Now, listen, this will come down to if the QB sucks, then you, you've screwed yourself. If the QB doesn't suck, you have actually put some pieces around him. The, the thing that I didn't like about the DJ Moore trade, and listen, I get it, quarterbacks are always going to take precedent over everything else in the NFL. What I didn't like is what I mentioned is that you, you bring him in and now he's throwing to LaVisca Chennault and Terrace Marshall. It's not a great recipe for success. So you better hope that run game gets cranked up again this year. Frank Reich is not a guy who's lent on the run as much as I think he should have when he was the coach in Indianapolis. He always threw it too much for my liking when they had Taylor back there, who's very obviously is a fantastic running back. Um, a lot's going to come down to philosophically how they approach football. And if they approach it in the Frank Reich, I want to be the whiz-bang, throw it all over the yard type team. That probably isn't. I don't think that's necessarily the best breeding ground for Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, whoever they end up taking number one. But who, I think if you look you at that, they're taking number one. I, I would be fairly surprised if it's not Bryce Young. Um, Can he get rid of the ball in one point seven seconds? Yeah, the guy is because if the, the answer best, is no, yeah, no, he's the best prospect. I mean, for sure. It just more depends on do they want Stroud? Is that more? You know, it's the it's all comes out physical dimensions with those guys, and we could talk about this come you know nearer draft time. Stroud is taller. Stroud is more prototypical in size. Bryce Young is obviously being a better quarterback in his collegiate career. So you have to be willing to buy into the fact that he's 5'10 and weighs maybe 200 pounds. It's a risk. But I guess my bigger concern is if unless the guy can read the field and get the ball out in 1.7 seconds, it will not matter who he's throwing the ball to because he's not going to be throwing the ball. He's going to be falling on it as he's being sacked for the 13th time this game. And I know you talk about guys they got on the roster and, and growth and blah, 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 blah. This is a team that had a ton of money and should have used some of it to address. Even if you like the guys you have starting, get some depth there. You're going to have to – I don't know. Anytime you take a bad team and their biggest signings are position players, they're not going to be a better team. All right. Well, we'll have to wait and see. A team that has made a bit of a splash in free agency in the skill positions as well is the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Tim, they signed Derek Carr. We said in the prophecies and preview pod for the Saints, we can't see how they're going to sign possibly. Derek Carr. They've got no money. I think they're probably paying him one dollar 
this year or something and then the rest of this four year 150 million dollar contract with 60 million fully guaranteed is somewhere out in the ether saints are a team that loves to kick the can down the road on cap hits as we saw with michael thomas's contract which they also restructured to end up bringing him back this is a team that tends to kick the road kick the can down the road fairly well yeah just an just a note on that, he gets paid $30 million in cash this year, but his cap hit's only $7 million bucks. Next year, 35 The year after that, 457 And the year after that, $55 million. Yeah, so come back so, to the half-yard line in three luck. years where we say there's no way that the Saints can sign, I don't know, <laughs> Kyler Murray and then they end up doing it um, but yeah this is a team that loves to kick the can down the road on contract so they brought in Derek Carr Michael Thomas comes back on a, a new contract to replace the old horrendous one that he was on they brought in the Condor Jamal Williams so called because he is the largest of the vultures in the NFL three years 12 million bucks ostensibly that's the the thunder to the Alvin Kamara lightning if you will they also brought back Jawan Johnson um, those are the, the big names that they brought in I think the biggest one is probably a quarterback, Tim. Is that fair to say? Anything else to say apart from they brought in Derek Carr, they should probably be better than they were with Andy Dalton slash Taysom Hill slash Jameis Winston a year ago? You know, yes and yes and yes. I mean, obviously you would think that Derek Carr is going to make them better than whoever was playing quarterback back there last year. Though I think that's always to be determined. Uh, Everybody thinks you bring – what? look at the quarterbacks that got brought in last year. How many have made their teams better? We'll see. Um, Derek Carr – I like Derek Carr, but he couldn't get it done in Las Vegas for whatever reason. Is he going to get it done in New Orleans? I think to be determined. Um, well, they brought back Jameis, if know. not. So my favorite thing go. about the Saints. Can you imagine? My favorite thing about the Saints offseason so far is that Jameis came out and said, I know I'm a championship level quarterback, but I just chose to come back because I like being in New Orleans. <laughs> I was like, I can't, I can't disagree with this, Jameis. I cannot disagree with this. Uh, but he's back to James Winston will always be my favorite backup quarterback. Um, the idea that that man threw 30 interceptions and 30 touchdowns and, and did 5, so yards. by throwing a picks and did so by throwing a pick six to lose the last game was just in overtime. One of my favorite moments in NFL history. I will always have a soft spot in my heart for James Winston who, who legitimately leaked to the press that he had, um, uh, LASIK surgery in the offseason to help him better differentiate between offensive and defensive line <laughs> players in the field. <laughs> he, the guy is a headline generator, isn't he? And speaking of Jameis, uh, moving on past the Saints to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Jameis's erstwhile employer. Tim, Tom Brady retired. I think, I think that's been covered. Um, on the free agency side, a lot of free agents on this team a lot of them were old dudes who came to play with Tom Brady and they had not a huge amount of interest in bringing back. Um, you know, the, the notable names that they've lost include Mike Edwards, who went to the Chiefs, Sean Murphy Bunting, who came to my Titans, Nunez Roches, who went to the Giants. We talked about him on our NFC East podcast. If uh, people haven't checked that out yet, please do. And the trade of Shaq Mason to the Houston Texans. A bunch of other guys who are still on the market from this team include, you know, Logan Ryan and Kyle Rudolph and Julio and Leonard Fournette and blah, blah, blah. In terms of guys they brought in, added Chase Edmonds on a one-year deal, added Greg Gaines from the Rams, who I think is a very good interior defensive tackle, so that's a good get for them. Brought back Levante David, who's been there forever. Brought back Jamel Dean somehow. I don't know how they made the cat work on that one. And they brought in a quarterback, Tim, Oh, did they ever. Baker Mayfield. The Baker Mayfield of the 50-point demolishing of the Denver Broncos as a member of the Rams last year. 
Baker Mayfield of the Cleveland Browns uh, resurgence of the Steelers in the playoffs. Oh, you go to hell and you die. Um, <laughs> yeah, like I got. Uh, Good old Baker. Is it, can I just right ask now. you one question? Is it is it appropriate that Please. Baker Mayfield is now going to be the quarterback of a team whose logo is in fact a red flag? Isn't that just kind of fated to be? <laughs> sure. I For those unfamiliar with Baker's uh, collegiate career, when he was at Oklahoma, he famously, they won a game and he ran into the middle of the opposing stadium with the Oklahoma flag, or a flag with the Oklahoma and logo planted on it, it planted it on the it, 50-yard line. Which went down about as well as you expect. So he comes in on a one-year deal, uh, $4 million in guarantees, so not crazy money for the former number one overall pick. will be competing in Tampa with Kyle Trask, you would guess, probably for that starting gig i guess i mean i don't really know what they're doing in that position um more gonna have to be done on this tampa bay team luke they've, they've got, got a lot of work to do yeah. dollars nine million dollars a draft uh salary if they want to sign them all i mean you know three million dollars going to their first round pick which is obviously in the middle of the round um based on their limping into the playoffs last year it, it's an interesting spot for them they only have seven hundred thousand dollars in cap space as they stand today so they're not signing anybody else Right, they've still got more letting go they have to do before we get to the draft. They only got fifty-seven players on the roster as it is today, so it's it's going to be a really interesting position uh, as they look forward. How are they going to handle trying to fill out uh, the, the remaining gaps they have on the roster? Still a ton of talent on this team, but they had the talent last year and they had Tom Brady. So you you have to wonder how is it possibly going to be better. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what Tampa does for the offseason. Uh, that'll wrap it up here for the NFC South on the Half Yard Line podcast. Really appreciate all of you listeners. Do check out the remaining divisions. If this is the first one, you've got seven more. So go get on that right now. And if you have already, great. Do uh, like, subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Follow us on the socials at Half Yard Line Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Half Yard Line Pod at gmail.com for the emailers among you. But until next time, we will see you soon. Adios.